Welcome to another episode of the Looking Forward, Reaching Back podcast, brought to you by The Good Success Group. We are grateful to God for your presence, participation, and partnership. And now, here is Reverend Greer. Dear God, we just thank you so much uh, for your resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ. We want to celebrate him and the resurrection each and every day of our lives. Amen. God, we just, uh, in this world that continues to grow darker, darker and darker, it seems by the moment, help us to hold up the light of Jesus Christ. Give us the courage to speak as boldly and never to be ashamed of proclaiming your good news. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Second Corinthians, fifth chapter, 14th through 15th verse. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. Thank you so much for reading that. Happy Resurrection Sunday to you. I know this is uh, one of our favorite and high times of the uh, church calendar year. And unfortunately, we're not able to be physically together um, again this year. But we're going to continue to pray and believe and trust that we will soon be able to be together again. I want to speak uh, from, from this subject for a few moments. Compelled. I want to speak from the subject compelled okay and so um, like Christians today uh, the Apostle Paul had his fair share of critics and haters amen maybe you maybe you know what, what, what he's experienced maybe you have your own fair share of critics and haters but but some people uh, considered Paul to be a madman out of his mind and others said that he was an outrageous fanatic who was beside himself, among other things. They always had seemed to have something negative uh, to say about the Apostle Paul. Amen. And so, uh, but whenever Paul took the opportunity to address his naysayers, he used the opportunity to point to the risen Lord, Jesus Christ, and to set the record straight as to why he was just so devoted to God. That's what he did. Uh, he would always talk about and point to Jesus when he would address the people who were talking him down and, and dirty in the streets. Um, in this first part of this letter, uh, this the Apostle Paul provides the Corinthian church who he's writing to with a list of reasons of why they should be proud to be associated with him as a brother in Christ based upon his Christian conduct, right? So he says, you know, I know a lot of people are saying a lot of things out there. A lot of people are hating on me and trying to scandalize my name. But this is what I want you to be able to say back to them. Uh, when 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 you hear stuff like that, this is what you should come back with uh, and say. And, and to be sure, my friends, his, his refutations are offered not so much to protect his own personal human reputation, um, he simply does not want to be the cause for any disbelief or doubt 
as it pertains to the gospel message of Jesus Christ. See, Paul's goal was to make believers out of doubters and not the other way around. He wanted to bring as many people uh, to Christ as he could. He did not want uh, his witness, the way his lifestyle, to, to put any type of shade or damper on the light of Jesus Christ. He didn't want to be the cause for anybody stumbling or walking away uh, or struggling in their faith, amen? And so that's that's what he wanted to. That's, the, that's, that's what he didn't want to have happen. And so uh, anyone who has spent some time studying the life of Paul, maybe you have wondered what made him serve the way that he did. Why was he so indefatigable? Why was he so unselfish in his service uh, to others? as it related to sharing the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Well, if you've ever wondered that, here in one of the greatest sections of all of his letters, he gives us the answer. The answer is the love of Jesus Christ, the love of Christ. Now, Paul, he wants his readers to know that above all else, the real controlling and motivating force in his life is the love of Christ. Nothing else gets this brother as excited or on the move uh, than the love of Jesus Christ. That is what is his driving force and passion in his life is the love of Jesus Christ. Now, some scholars dispute about what Paul means here by this phrase, the love of Christ. What does he mean exactly? Is he referring to Jesus's love for us or is he talking about our love for Jesus? What is what is he referring to? Well, the more you read, uh, you know, Paul's writings and even in the context of this uh, passage here, it seems most apparent that the, the apostle is talking primarily about Jesus's love for us. Amen. Because after all, the only reason that any of us can love the way that we do at all is precisely because he loved us first. Amen. The only reason we can show even a little bit of love is because of the way that Jesus loves us. And so therefore, it is his love that compels us. It is his love that empowers us. And it is his love that moves us further along in this Christian journey. Amen. And so that's what we are celebrating and rejoicing and reflecting upon today during this Resurrection Sunday. Amen. And so now, we know that there are some people who try to use fear as a way to control and to motivate uh, people to do the things that they want them to do, right? If in order to bring about these desired behaviors out of people, some people will often try to instill fear into them to get them to do what they want them to do. And while fear may have the ability to make some people uh, do what is demanded of them, fear in and of itself uh, just on its own, uh, never really truly affects conduct in the same basic way that love does. Nothing can move us to, uh, to, to action the same way that love does, and not not fear. I mean, fear is going is it's, it's going to be able to move people, but only so far. It's going it's going to move people so far, and and it will never be effective at drawing us closer together, which should always be the goal: is to draw us closer together um, as a body of Christ. And so fear is not going to do that. And so anywhere you, you see fear being employed as the tactic, 
the motivation, whether that's from the leadership or from the lay uh, in our homes, in our society, wherever you see fear being the dominant uh, thing that, that is being used to move the people, that's the wrong way to go. And it's only going to move people so far. And again, it's going to actually end up driving us apart and away from each other. Now, I know that some people would think that uh, that love is actually a powerless thing, that, you know, it's, it's this powerless thing. Yet, if, if true love is to control anyone, it must have power. Love definitely does have power. Love has a power of its own, which cannot be measured in terms of ordinary strength or force, right? For we know, beloved, that love is not only what allowed Jesus to go to the cross, right? But it was also what allowed him to stay nailed to the cross. That's what kept Jesus up there. Um, I preached that sermon last year. It was not the nails, right? But it was his love for us. That's what kept Jesus hanging on that cross for your sins and for mine. It was not the nails, amen? It was his love for us and for his love for his father. That's what kept Jesus up there uh, dying for our salvation. And the power of love is also what raised him up again from the dead. And my friends, it's going to be that same love that fuels his return for his bride some fateful day. Amen. And we look forward to his coming back for his church. Now, after introducing uh, and talking about Christ's love for us, Paul is next compelled uh, to talk about the ultimate expression of this love, namely the fact that Jesus died for us. Jesus died for all is what he says in the text. Uh, and this is a very simple statement, but it is also what grounds Paul's deepest convictions as a Christian. Amen. That is what drives him and, 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 and moves him along is this idea and this fact uh, that Jesus died for all. Okay. And that includes him. He's included in that. Amen. And so out of his love for us, even while we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us. And we thank God for that. He took our place. He stood in the gap as our representative for all of humanity. And as such, just as we participated in Adam's original sin, we also participate in Christ's act of righteousness and love through the cross. Amen. And so that is great news for all of us who confess and believe upon Jesus the Christ. Amen. However, family, uh, Resurrection Sunday and this season of Easter uh, is not just about what Jesus did for us. Amen. That's what I'm coming to remind you today. It is, it is also about what we will do with what Jesus did for us. Let me say that again. This season of Easter and this Resurrection Sunday is not just about what Jesus did for us. It is about what we will do with what Jesus did for us, amen. And so when we think about the great import of Jesus's victory over death and the cross, we often think about just the personal ramifications and benefits of his sacrifice and his victory, right? We focus on uh, what, it, what this great event means for us as individuals. What does this mean for my salvation? What does this mean for, for my life after death, amen? We reflect and we rejoice in the fact that we as sinners are now saved by grace who no longer have to live in fear. We no longer have to live in dread about paying the price 
for our sins. Amen. We rest assured in the fact that we have been redeemed and we look forward to living at peace with God now and in the life that is to come. Amen. And guess what, my friends? All of that is true, right? And all of those are great reasons to prompt us to praise God for Jesus every chance that we get. But that's not the whole story. That's not the whole story. And so we will say more about that uh, in a moment. And let's look at, that was all about verse 14 so far. Let us look at now uh, and move, talk about verse 15. Verse 15 reminds us again that Christ died for us. He died for all. And why did he die for all? Uh, so that we, so those who believe uh, and live through him in faith, we should no longer live for ourselves, but we should live for him, right? We should not just be living for ourselves. The Savior did not die for us that we might just go on living our own petty, selfish, vain, comfortable lives, right? That we want to live the way that we want to live them. That's not why Jesus died, right? Uh, rather, he died for us so that we might henceforth submit ourselves to him uh, willingly in glad devotion, in glad devotion. And so as Apostle Paul thought about this amazing love which Christ had shown to him, he could not help but to be moved along in service for his wonderful Lord. Because, God, you've done so much for me, right? I have to share it. I have to, I have to be prompted and propelled to move on and to share this message with others. And, and that's what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Uh, and so what uh, the apostle understood was that uh, we need to realize uh, what we need and, and what, what the apostle Paul understood and what we need to realize is that Jesus did not just come to this earth. He did not just come and die and, and, and be raised again from the dead just for us to sit around to be cute and comfortable, right? As we await his return. That's not what he did. And that's not why he did. Instead, his loving uh, sacrifice should compel us to live the gospel message out loud and to share this message and carry it forward to any and everybody who will listen to us. That's what we need to do. Um, and so family, this word to compel is to, to propel into action, okay? And so you've probably heard this word a lot in the in the courtroom, uh, even on this past week, uh, in the court of law, the, the court can compel a witness to answer any question that is relevant to the matters of the case, right? And so this is the point I'm trying to make, the connection I'm making. If we are going to, to make strong, compelling, convincing uh, uh, cases for faith in Jesus Christ as individual and collective witnesses, my friends, uh, none of us can be silent witnesses, right? None of us can uh, plead the fifth, if you will, right? We, we can't be these silent witnesses. We can't be these sideline Christians, right? We, we have to, to be vocal and we have to, to be um, loud about what Jesus has done for us, with us and through us, amen? Because the truth of the matter is, uh, this world is in desperate need of people who are compelled to share the hope that only comes through Jesus Christ, only comes through the risen Lord and Savior. Amen. And so as professing believers, we are Jesus's workers here on the earth, right? And so we got to be busy. We, we got to continue. No, not everyone has heard the message. Not everyone has had an opportunity 
to receive Jesus for him or herself, right? That, that includes people who are within your circle of influence, right? There are some people that I will never meet. There are some people that uh, whoever your favorite preacher is will never meet. And even if they met them, they probably wouldn't have the same impact on that person that you could have on them, right? Because you have been especially equipped and positioned to, 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 um, to share your, your gospel story uh, with Jesus, uh, uh, of Jesus with somebody else, right? You, you, you've been uniquely qualified uh, to bring and win some other souls uh, to Jesus Christ. And you got to believe that, right? And I, I know that uh, it's, it's a true fact that Jesus died so that you and I could have uh, uh, victory, power, and purpose while we live here on the earth. But we have also been called uh, to, to compel others to participate in this abundant life that only comes with and through Jesus the Christ. And so that's why it is so important uh, now more than ever that we continue to share all of the great news that comes along with Jesus's resurrection, right? Uh, and so it is in this final verse, chapter, uh, uh, chapter five, verse 15 that we're looking at, that Paul moves from Christ's death to our life while we're still here on the earth. See, Christ's death require, requires a deep and abiding response on our part as believers, all right? This is a response that we can make because Christ not only died, but was raised up again for our sake. My friends, we live by his life, right? We live by his life and his love controls us, right? His love compels us. That's the case that Paul is making, and I'm trying to, to join alongside him and, and can continue to make that case today. That is what should be um, what moves us. That is our guiding uh, force in our life is the love of Jesus Christ. And in case anybody out there is wondering today, um, Paul does not indicate in this passage, nor does he set any limits on the areas of our lives where there should, not, should be this solid evidence that we are indeed compelled witnesses uh, by Christ's love. In other words, every area of our life should be impacted by the love of Christ. When you look in different facets of our lives, you should be able to see the love of Christ actively present there. And see, although we all individually must first deal with our own re our relationship with Jesus, we must all first deal with our own soul salvation. Once we are anchored in the Lord, my friends, we must move forward, right? We must move forward. And so although we all individually must deal with those things, this gospel message of Jesus Christ, which includes our salvation, it's, it's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. The relationship that we have, our salvation, that is, that's personal. But guess what? It is not selfish. It is not private, right? It is something to be shared, right? It, it, it is, and it's always facing forward, always seeking to include other people, right? So that's that's what we're supposed to do. And so in other words, it is through our connection with Jesus that we are compelled by Christ to engage this world that we live in, right? See, so God's love for us and the world should flavor all of our interactions with those whom we encounter, right? People in our homes, on our jobs, in our communities, in our churches, 
That's what they should be experiencing from us when we engage with them. They should be experiencing the love of Christ. We share what we have been given, all right? And we've been given the love of Christ. And so that is what we should share with those whom we encounter each and every day. Even if they don't know uh, right off the bat that you are a Christian, uh, they should still feel and experience that love of Christ that is outflowing uh, from you each and every day, right? And so when we become believers, my friends, the question is not, so what? So what you're saved? So what you're a Christian? That's, that's not the question I'm asking today. The question is, now what? Now what? I am saved. I, I confess Jesus. I believe, right? I'm living for God. Now what? Now that you are saved, uh, now that you do know Jesus for yourself, uh, will you put your faith on a kickstand, right? Or will you allow the love of Christ to propel you forward towards others, right? That's the question. How, how is this world better because you are saved, right? And when I say the world, I mean everywhere that you are at any given time. I mean in your home. I mean on your job, in your church, in, in your local and global community. Uh, how are these place, places and, and people uh, and spaces transformed and changed how are they challenged and comforted by your witness of the risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Yeah, I said challenged, changed, and comforted. It's not just about comforting, comforting everybody and making everybody feel nice and warm and, 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 and fuzzy you know, on the inside. It's not just about that. Some, sometimes we got to go in some places and some situations and change some stuff and challenge uh, some systems that are in place. Um, we got to do all of that as as Christians and as believers of the Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. Amen. So it's not just about uh, all being nice and all that stuff. Um, my brothers and sisters in Christ, are we compelled by the love of Christ or are we just simply going through the motions, right? Um, are, are we just glad that we are saved ourselves and that we are on our way to heaven? Sometimes I, I've heard people say that I'm, I'm on my way to heaven. I, and I'm so glad I'm having a, and I'm having a good time going, but they have seemed to close their eyes to all of the hurt that is going on around them each and every day. And, 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 and not only hurt, sometimes we see people we know um, are living beneath their privilege and their standard uh, because they haven't accepted Jesus Christ. Yeah, maybe they seem to have things uh, going on. They seem to have all of the necessary markers of success, but we know uh, if they don't know Jesus for themselves, we know that they are completely lost. And, and, and you can probably find them in some spaces in, in their life where they are completely miserable and you have something that they need and, and you won't share. it. And so we, we got we to gotta think about that thing. Another way to think about it or to get at these answers uh, to these questions is to say it like this. As a believer, why do you do what you do? Why do we do what we do as believers? Is it because we want to, uh, we, we do it because maybe that's what we think other people expect of us, right? Maybe we, our parents or grandparents, or maybe even our children or our church community, they expect us to do these certain things. And so we just do it um, just because it's, it's a habit. It's, a, it's an expectation of being a part of this church. And so I do it. Uh, or do you do it simply because you want other people to think that you are a good person, right? We want to appear big and important in the eyes of others. And so we, we give our time, our talent, and our treasure to different uh, um, things that are going on because we want other people to think 
the right things about us, right? See, remember this always that we can we can do the right things for the wrong reasons. We can do the right things for the wrong reasons. And in any perceived good that we do uh, uh, do as a Christian, guess what? Should first and foremost be compelled by Christ's love. We do it because we love Jesus and we have the love of Jesus. And we want to share the love of Jesus. And so when we attend to the practical and physical and spiritual needs of the people, we do it as an effort to demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ. That's that's why we do it. All right? We do not do it for any type of self-promotion or proclamation or praise, right? We're not trying to prop ourselves up in any type of way um, because like the Apostle Paul, we don't have to impress or win the approval of anybody on this side of glory. We really don't. I mean, I know we like to think we we think we have to do that. We have to want certain people uh, to think certain ways about us, but we don't have to really truly impress anybody on, on this on this side of, of glory, right? We, we're, we're trying to live our lives uh, so that God will be happy. We want to see, we want God to smile upon our lives when God looks at what we're doing and why we're doing it. We want God to be approved and not ashamed of what we are doing down here. All right. And so because he died for us, my friends, we live for him each and every day in every way possible. That's what we are trying to do down here uh, during our time on this earth. And so, my friends, as we prepare to share in the Lord's table on this Resurrection Sunday, let us do so with a, a recommitment to live, to share, to be and do the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us be compelled by the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us do that. Um, and, and so as we continue to, to, to think about that, you know, I never like to close out our time because if maybe there is someone that's watching or listening today and you don't even know the Lord Jesus today for yourself. And so we're going to invite you to pray for us. You, you have yet to truly experience uh, the love of Jesus Christ. And so we don't we don't want to close out our time without giving you an opportunity uh, to participate right uh, uh, in this in this uh, resurrection power that only comes through Jesus the Christ and so that's what we're going to do now so Lord Jesus for far too long I have kept you out of my life I acknowledge that I am a sinner and that I cannot save myself no longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking by faith I receive your gift of salvation I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart now, Lord Jesus, and be my Savior forever and ever and ever. Amen and amen. And so, as I always say, if you prayed that prayer with us today, uh, you are saved uh, at this very moment. Uh, you know, you are included in this resurrection power and all and all that comes along with it. And so we, we thank God for his blood. We thank God for his word. We thank God for his son dying and being raised again and for coming again uh, for us in the future. We look forward to that. Amen. That is our message for today.
The Good Success Group would like to thank you for listening to and sharing this episode of the Looking Forward, Reaching Back podcast. If you have not already done so, please consider subscribing to this podcast so you can be notified of any future programming. And to sponsor future episodes of the Looking Forward, Reaching Back podcast, please click on the support button or connect with us via Cash App or PayPal. The information to do so is listed under the description for this episode. We thank you so much for your support and stay blessed.